You are listening to the Startup Playground. Show where I invite entrepreneurs, startup founders, and game changers to talk about their success stories, learn from their mistakes, and hear about their interesting experiences. Hey, listener, this is your host, Elvis, and that means it's another day for another Startup Playground podcast episode. This time, we're going to talk about very serious chronic disease that has reached epidemic proportions worldwide, and it's diabetes. Therefore, I have decided to host someone who is aware of this disease and is here to create a change. His name is Martin Trane, co-founder of a startup called Diabezi, social network for diabetics and your personal help tool that you carry with you all the time. But now... I would like to invite Martin to join the conversation and tell us all about this unique platform. Hey, Martin. Hey, Elvis. How are you doing today, by the way? Great, great. Thanks for having me today. Yes, of course. As I mentioned in the beginning, it's very, you know, epidemic worldwide disease. So it has to be, you know, spoken about. Exactly. Right? I think so, too. But let's start with entrepreneurship. Yeah. What does it mean to you? Entrepreneurship is a way of... Helping people, actually. Making something or building something to help people. That's uh, my take on entrepreneurship. It's also like a, maybe some somehow a, a bubble. So what you think is basically that... Because, yeah, I mean, entrepreneurship is um, not suddenly have risen, right? But it's, it's kind of getting more and more popular over the years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's being like more popular... In the earlier years, it was like, a, I want to be a pop singer or a rock star or something like that. Now it's, I want to be an entrepreneur. And then you are going to, I'm going to build like the next Facebook or Google. And when you are hitting something like an obstacle or something like that, it's going to like easier burst the bubble. And then think, ah, I'm going to do like a, a normal job, which is fine. Nine to five job. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Uh, that's nothing wrong with that but I think the culture is being like a little bit like that right now it's a different perspective it is it truly is I totally agree with you Martin on this because you know I never thought that I'm gonna become entrepreneur in my life ever I thought that I'm gonna have also like nine to five job you know go and live an ordinary life but you know since all these entrepreneurs they are making the different and changing the world you know for better or worse I start getting curious to get into this and, you know, actually to try it and see, you know. You got hit with the entrepreneurial flu. Yes, and <laughs> then I, and then I kind of start uh, getting um, curious about how is actually other entrepreneurs doing, and that's for I kind of started the show. Anyway, uh, what could you tell me more about yourself? Besides uh, of being an entrepreneur, I'm also a, a huge sports fan, freak, more like in the details of uh, boxing and mixed martial arts. And then I'm actually a huge believer in personal development. And then I'm also a diabetic. That's why I'm actually building diabetes. Okay. Yes, you have told me this yeah. before we met. But uh, therefore, I also wanted to ask you, could you maybe tell me like everyday life of a diabetic person? Yeah. First of all, so being an entrepreneur, being a, a sportsman, maybe a, an athlete, and diabetic is not always uh, the perfect mixed salad, as man, we can see. 
and maybe heard about. But it's more like the everyday, you have to control your blood sugar. You have to like check your insulin. You have to be prepared for the things you can't be prepared for. Uh, be prepared for unknown outcomes. Like if you're an entrepreneur, the same is when you're a diabetic. So there's a correlation, which is great. But sometimes they are like, if you're busy, you have meetings all day. How do we want to control the diabetic side, diabetes, the blood sugar? And if it's not controlled, your performance in the meetings can be lower. So it has to be like a, a good collaboration, actually. You have to uh, find some correlation. You have to find like an everyday method to be prepared for the unexpected. Yeah, I yeah. mean, all the entrepreneurship is preparing and for unexpected, right? Yeah. And then plus on that top, you are preparing for the... Yeah. 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 Okay. But I mean, I, as I have checked you online, you know, you are doing pretty great. You know, I think lately you've been posted also in some newspaper article yeah. or something like that yeah. with your partner. And it seems that everything is doing great. You know, you're busy, you are living the yeah. life, you know, that every normal person healthy can live. Yeah. The average uh, of the blood glucose is called uh, HbA1c. It's like an average level on your blood glucose. Yours are around 5 to 6 in something called millimeter mole. Uh, and I'm actually 6.2. So almost at the same as a normal and average people and is it sports because you mentioned before boxing yeah have, is it helping also when i got diabetes i was really skinny because of something called the ketoacidose it's like an acid poisoning in your body and it's eating up your body like muscles and something like that so when i was 12 i got diagnosed with the diabetes i weighed under 26 kilos so i was skinny kid i was like in minus and and I want to build some muscles because I was an athlete. In in that years, uh, I I played basketball actually, and I was skinny, so I couldn't actually like be physical. I got always kicked in the butt by other more physical people and opponents. So I got into the fitness, and fortunately, I met a, a guy who learned some tricks from. I, I learned a lot about the mind and muscle connection, uh, and that's really helping me today, actually. Because it's if you have a mind and muscle connection, you can feel your body in a different way. And you can feel, how is, is my blood sugar high? Uh, it's kind of annoying. And uh, if it's low, you can feel it in your muscles. They need some sugar. So the... Physical activity actually helped me be more uh, manageable in the diabetic side. Okay, so you have been going through a lot of struggles and things and challenges yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And But I mean, look, as you right now, you know, you're fighting and you're kind of helping others who has this thing with this, you know, yeah, I was, app or platform that you yeah, have. So Yeah, I was not a like a regular patient, diabetes patient. I was like the active guy and I didn't fit into the normal like consultation boxes so my mom actually spent a lot of time in the evening calling others 
diabetic who's done Ironmans and uh, a lot of physical activities like boxing or something like that, and ask them, how did you do? How did you do? How did you do? And then we got all that knowledge and implemented in my everyday life. Okay. And we actually did a lot uh, in the, like a track method. We uh, developed a track method in a book, tracking other factors like stress, activity, food, how was my everyday uh, like food choices, to be more aware of how does these uh, factors that we can actually control that much. Food and activity can we control, but the mood, the stress or something like that, it's have a huge impact on your glucose levels. So that was a, like an awareness tool, coaching tool. And when you're aware, you can start like working with it and fight it. Interesting. You have a very interesting journey, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I would like also to know about interesting fact that I also found out on online about you because you know lately i started to think that uh, if you want to know anyone's past all you have to do is search the wide web that's all you have to do right <laughs> yeah and it may be also a bit scared about the future because you know with all this ai involvement and everything however uh when i searched about you i found out that you have been hosted on another podcast yeah in a first part of this year and since it was in Danish, yeah. may you share what was it about? I mean, I may understood some of the things, but you know, if people search for you, maybe they want to also know it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was a podcast by a media guru, and it's about like the everyday life of an entrepreneur, the thoughts you have, the ups and downs, the questions or the questionals, question on yourself, your um, motivation. And how to, like, all your thoughts, how to manage them on the everyday life as an entrepreneur. And uh, I'm willing, like, into that. I think it's exciting. It's really, uh, like, a new thing to focus on your thoughts. It's like personal development, you know. Yeah. But, but it's, it's the next thing. If you can control your thoughts, you can, and accepting your thoughts, you can work with them and maybe... Uh, be prepared for some thoughts, maybe negative, negative thoughts or something like that. You can be prepared to know, okay, I know uh, if I call like five people today and they all said no to a meeting or for a sale or something, I know I get like a thought of, is I'm good enough or is the product good enough? How can I handle these thoughts? So you're basically you're getting doubts, you know, that, you yeah. know, maybe something is wrong. I yeah. do the same sometimes when, you know, some people cancel, you know, on interviews yeah. and, you know, I have to postpone it and all that kind of stuff. So, but, you know, that's the life we are going through and we cannot predict, as I may, as we also spoke with a previous entrepreneur, yeah. uh, Melina Mustakas. Uh, she also said we cannot be prepared for what we don't know, you know, because, you know, and I also mentioned that life is so interesting in that case that, you know, it's a surprise every day, you know, every day you wake up and something new happens, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can, of course, plan things and everything, but... but Yeah, it's easy to overthink. Yes. Things. And we are often, like, turned into a, a bad, uh, like, circle of bad things. Yeah. So, oh, maybe the product isn't good enough. Maybe I'm not good enough. Or did I say something wrong? Am I really a good person? And it's going, like, 
Yeah, yeah, down. yeah. I totally yeah, agree yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. Anyway, tell me about your uh, personal life goals. Yeah. The big goals is like helping as many possible as I can with what I have to give, I can give. And under that, I want to help all diabetics in the world with what I found out is really good for an everyday life of, uh, with diabetes. So basically you want to focus only on helping the diabetic persons yeah. in that yeah. case, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, there are also other people helping other people and you yes, cannot help yeah. everybody, you know, you're yeah. not... Um, you have to, like, uh, be more specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To uh, to make it a, a smart goal. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course, of course. And would you say that uh, all this past experience and uh, the disease, diabetes, mm -hmm. and all this uh, things that you went through, have that been a driving force of becoming entrepreneurial? Would you say so, that? Actually, it's a little bit uh, like a, not awkward and funny, but it's uh, I didn't always want to be an entrepreneur. Actually, I want to be a, a psychologist. Actually, psychologist. Yeah. yeah, and I forgot to be a good student the first two years of high school, and I didn't have the grades to study psychology. So I went a different way into social education becoming a coach that way and uh, in the meantime uh, i got into the fitness branch and was in some uh, courses and education in the copenhagen and one of the guys actually was an instructor for me there and a teacher his name is kenneth he was really a great person and and, and he has much knowledge and that guy was interesting and uh, someday he he wrote we wrote together and he said, come to Copenhagen. I have a, an a event, a networking event. Come join, come and attend. And I was young. He was like an inspiration for me. Uh, he became soon uh, my mentor, actually. One of my mentors today invited me into this uh, event. And this event was actually for entrepreneurs. I didn't know at that time. But I got like hit by the entrepreneurial flu because they starting to like asking me, oh, why not do this by yourself? Why not start now? Why not? Yeah, all, uh, all why not questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? What ha do, do I have to lose? At the end, I said to myself, yeah, why not? You, you have these goals and these goals. How can I reach these goals? So how many years are you entrepreneur already? I started as personal trainer, and I was starting that when I was, I think, 20. So it's six years ago. So about six years you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Some... Hit by entrepreneurial flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in, in my earlier days, like uh, when I was 15 or something, I, I had some DJ jobs and something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it was first when I was like 20, I found, oh, I got hit by the entrepreneurial flu, yeah. So you have a lot to... Learn to other ones, basically. Yeah. I, I met some really great people, former CEOs from uh, Nets and uh, Nemide and, yeah, something called Speakers Club and actually got to meet uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes, yeah. we spoke about yeah. it. I saw a picture the yeah. other day on your uh, Facebook, so, yeah. 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 I mean, it's a wonderful lifetime opportunity sometimes, you know, yeah. but, you know, hopefully I'll meet yeah, you yeah, one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important to sometimes just say yes. It is. Yeah. 
because if I haven't said yes to to Kenneth to come in, I live in actually south of Copenhagen, something called Nykøbing Falster, one and a half hour from Copenhagen. So I have to drove in to Copenhagen late at night and drive back at the same day. But it was, yeah, it was a life-changing experience. Yeah. Moving on yeah. a little bit. Let's talk more about uh, diabetes. Mm. So at the beginning, I explained what is diabetes, right? Yeah. First of all, did I get it right in some ways? Yeah, in some ways, yeah. It's, okay. It's a personal development tool for diabetics. Yeah. Maybe you can tell me what is diabetes really about? Yeah, it's it's focused on like a, a holistic perspective of like development, develop the people behind the diagnosed diabetes. So we are focusing on building the people up or develop some skills and some resources so they can take care and manage their diabetes in their everyday life easier. So we are focused on the personal development, coaching them. They can uh, learn from others. Uh, they can track themselves. They are like uh, my mom did, calling. It's We are making them easier on the app. And the tracker, like when I did in the book, is easy on the the app also. And then have some people, professional people, to help you coach yourself. Like if you uh, want to be physical active, like strength training or something, the app can help you with that. How do I start? What do I have to prepare for? Be prepared for the unpreparable. So basically, it's only targeted towards people who are diagnosed with diabetes, right? Yeah. And then how this app and the circumstances they are going through or the lifestyle they're going through can help, you know, live a healthier life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, easier life. An easier life. Uh, diabetes, actually. Because there's not any person with diabetes that has the same everyday life. There's always something. So we have to be more individual. And that's why we are building like a more holistic side of an uh, app. Okay. That's actually what makes us unique on the market right now. This is the, the holistic point of view. Interesting. Would you maybe mention how many are people diagnosed in worldwide actually with diabetes? Because when I checked, it was around, if it was correct data, it was around 400 million people. Yeah. We normally say it's around uh, 8% of all the population in the world. It's a lot. Yeah, it's really a lot. And in Australian, there's 100 and 180 people a day diagnosed with diabetes. Not all of them are type 1 as me, but also type 2, the lifestyles, diabetes. So it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Getting back to the startup, yeah. because I mean, we got yeah. a little counter-shock for this data, for these numbers that I had just heard. What is the current stage of your startup? And how long is the startup actually, you know, active? Yeah, Diabetes is uh, launched actually in, in March this year. We launched that, the beta version. And uh, I think we started last year with uh, the idea of Diabetes. And uh, my goal was always to, to have like a check solution, but I didn't know how and I'm more like the human side of things in, in entrepreneur, coaching, psychology, all that side of uh, like services. So I didn't know. But my partner, fortunately, he has a lot of tech experience and project management. So when we got together as partners, we found out how 
with the diabetes actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, not in the first. The focus was actually on uh, coaching young school people to become even better at performing to the exams and some stuff like that. But uh, one day, Sago asked me about how I managed the diabetes because we all, yeah, seeing each other every day, working together. He wanted to know more or learn more about the diabetes and, and me because it's, yeah, it's exciting to know for him. And when I told him about the tools I developed and, and my background, suddenly we stopped, like looked at each other and like, ah, suddenly all the puzzles, the small things got like into a place and the, we could see the whole picture. And it it's, was beautiful. Like, Of course, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And we were just uh, pointing in the, at each other, and like, and that was uh, the day it's like diabetes got born. Got born. Yeah. So, so publicly, it's active for like six, around six months. Yeah. yeah. Since March. Since but, March. Yeah. Yeah, but but the idea started to way back. Yeah. Way way back. Yeah. Okay. And how is public actually reacting to the app? Yeah, it's um, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to see the the feedback of the users because at first we wanted to just like launch it without any uh, guidelines or something like that and see how the users react on it and now we see we have to like educate the users to how to use actually these tools because it's it's not uh, like difficult but you have to understand why to make the the great values of these uh, tools Thereby, we actually spend a lot of time talking to the users, hearing their feedbacks, and and building the app on the way. Now it's more like a, a user-built uh, app, actually. <laughs> Built for and almost by the User. users. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a lean startup kind of thing. And we are almost done with the iOS version. Next week, we are launching the, the subscription-based model. 24/7 professional support. Mm-hmm. So we have a, like a freemium model, like a, a free thing and and a personal pro perspective. Like a paid version of uh, the Abizi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a, a different and a new journey for me actually. When I am used to like as we are sitting in front of each other like talking and coaching, and now it's I have to like learn a lot of uh, f- from Sarko about how do we build this and be patient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's how it is, you know, yeah. you, you cannot see, you have to, as uh, Gary V, yeah. by the way, he said, you know, the balance and patience has to be in balance all the time because, uh, you know, you have to be patient mm. and nothing gonna come next year or next day. Yeah. It's gonna take time. So, be patient, I guess. Exactly. And that was also our little bit struggle or challenge for us. Because in the entrepreneurial way, we want to just like kick the doors in and let, let's make something happen. Like we can be done tomorrow. But that's no way. That's not how it works, no, Martin, unfortunately. Not, uh, not always. So yeah, we're really like learning be patient and manage these thoughts actually mm-hmm. to keep us like ready actually yeah. for the momentum because when you're building like a, a tech solution or a, a, a e-health app 
suddenly you can hit like a momentum and the momentum kicks in and you have to be ready. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So we are learning to be patient, but focus on building a, a great foundation to build on. It's important to have yeah. a stable foundation, as you said. Yeah, we don't uh, want to be like if Netflix launched today and got like 100 million users on one day. It's yeah. not uh, maybe not that realistic, but maybe the servers or something like that couldn't manage all that uh, people. So we want to be ready for that. Are, are you testing a lot? Yeah, building, testing, building again, <laughs> testing, hearing feedbacks, testing. <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, that part of uh, building an app will never end. There's always some bugs and Rosa is something to fix and you have to recap and redo and then, you know, yeah. along the way, change things. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Never-ending story, I guess, for apps, right? I never built my own app ever mm. in my life, but I'm thinking one day to start building an app, mm. I just need to think of what app. But I'm great that you are, you know, on the right track. Someday when you're talking about uh, something over a beer or something else and talking about something and... Then it happens. The R situation. The yes, yeah. yes, and yes. you're pointing in at each other and like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, we got it. And then you have to test it, build it, test it, and then then yeah. then the horror starts. Yeah. yeah, the sickness starts. <laughs> exactly. The other day I was reading some health-related article on Healthline, mm -hmm. and I found this article that was called "The 16 Best Foods to Control Diabetes." And some of the foods that I found was fatty fish, cinnamon, eggs, chia seeds, Greek yogurt, nuts, broccoli, and few others. What are other important foods did I have left out that keep blood sugar levels well controlled? As you know, you are one of the patients. Yeah, yeah. The food for me is, is really important, but not because I'm diabetic, actually. Because I'm an athlete, too. I have to have something to make me full, to feel full, to have energy in the in the muscles to perform. But if you are type 2 diabetic, you are actually have to control your diabetes with your food and activity. So here is what like Greek yogurt or nuts, really fatty things can be helpful. Like I don't I don't know if you know, but the keto diet, have you know? No, uh, never heard, heard about, about it. it. Uh, it's a, a lot of fat, low-carb diet. I think it's under 20 grams or 40 grams of carbs a day, but a lot of fat. And when you're not eating that much carbs, your, your body is, in the end, going to eat off the fat in your body and make that as a fuel. So in that way, there's something like that that could help. And, and it's not just food, but also activity. Does does your app does your app also kind of has these kind of suggestions for people for the yeah. you know what? not uh, not the 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 diets but you can uh, in the frequently asked questions you can like search on what is protein what is carbs what is fat and what does uh, these have to in correlation to your type of diabetes and food and what do I have to uh, do I have to be prepared for so yeah it's a little bit, not in the, in the details, but in the, the basic perspective. 
Maybe it's going to be in version 2.0, right? Maybe, maybe. Never if, know. if the user wants something like that, we can uh, maybe build something in the later versions. So user, if you're listening right now, ask it if you want it, and then everything going to happen yeah. in, a, in a patient way. Yeah. You already told me about how did you come up with the business idea, and it's, it seems very interesting, you know, as you are the patient also and it's kind of you're solving the problem for other people and helping in that case yeah. as you mentioned it before but i also saw when i checked the app that it's only targeted towards danish markets yeah and right all the now. communication right now is happening in danish except this one small text that is in linkedin that's in english yeah uh are you thinking about expanding towards different countries and kind of changing or adding an english into an app like you know yeah. when a user has an option to choose it or will you just switch it to english and you know we're actually working right now on translating it to english because some weeks ago when we met actually i met a diabetic who live in copenhagen but is from germany and she want to use the app but couldn't actually understand what is in the app because it's in danish so we are targeting the danish market right now but we are seeing that we have to also have the option of having it in English. And when we are like a good foundation in Denmark, you're going to expand like to Germany or Sweden and so on. I think you should. I mean, it's the first time I'm hearing about these kind of things. I mean, there are a lot of applications, like a lot of them. And, and sometimes, you know, in my spare time, I just sit in App Store and just check an apps. What people are creating, maybe, you know, this A moment will come in my mind. And I thought like, oh, there is this app and maybe mm. I can create something else. And since we are talking about this, I also want to ask you about the competitors. You know, yeah. you must have some competitors that has similar apps or, you know, the same idea. Definitely, definitely. There's uh, some com competitors on the market and they're doing a great job. And they are focused on the data and the AI, that kind of things, and helping people with their diabetes, like a, a tool for the diabetes side, like a calculator for uh, how much insulin you need when you're eating like these things, fruit or something like that. You have like a, something called a bolus uh, calculator. That's an insulin calculator. Uh, you have a... Um, database food database you can look at but it's all about the diabetes and the the data and we look at it and say what about the person behind what about me as a diabetic actually because yeah it's great with the calculators and and all that but if you don't understand how to use it or isn't ready to use it it can be a problem as we see in the market the our meters, glucose meters, we are, when we are testing the, the blood glucose levels or the insulin pumps, actually is beginning to being built and developed with these calculators inside them. So it's, it's fun to see how this market is evolving and do we have the need for an app in that perspective of the data? Maybe if it's more like AI specific, it could be great thing but we are focused on the people behind them developing them to be ready to use something like that so you're basically you're listening to what the consumer wants yeah. and then you're making based on you know yeah yeah as you mentioned in the beginning you're making the app 
by the consumers for the consumers. Exactly. It's great. I think it's the every business and a startup has to do that things. You know, we have to solve the problems rather than, you know, think about revenue models and all that kind of stuff. We have yeah. to care about, you know, the person, the user who uses the product or exactly. the service in this case. That's uh, also why we are just right now launching next month the business model. Because if it's not, if the user don't want it, we didn't want to like develop that. But it's we can see that could be a great help. Get an uh, as a, like a twenty four seven professional support in your hand. You can ask a question. You can text about a, a challenge or situation, some sorts, and you will get help. Have you thought about uh, because you know we all have? I see you have a smartwatch. Yeah. I have a smartwatch. Yeah. Have you thought about also shifting into smartwatch because you know. As I have heard in latest Apple Watch 5, I think, or Apple Watch 4 also, they have this feature that uh, if a person falls, if I have a heart attack or something, you know, the watch or the phone calls to 911, yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, the emergency have you th- line. Or something, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I mean, I'm not really an Apple fan, mm. but, um, you know, I still admire the minds behind these kind of people, yeah. you know, who create these kind of things because, you know, Apple, I guess, is the first one who made it because, you know, you have an Apple watch and I have a Samsung watch and Samsung watch doesn't does this feature, yeah, you know. Yeah. So if I fall, then, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, to yeah. me. Who's going to call the watch to? <laughs> uh, have you thought about maybe implementing some features, apps into also a watch? Yeah, yeah, or- yeah, yeah. We are definitely thinking about making it more like using the the tools as always uh, there is or already has been built like uh, Apple Health Apple Watch and they are doing a great work maybe we can do like a, something to make diabetes even better when we are implementing the only data from maybe Apple Health or could we have some like you can talk to a watch and then you're talking directly to a coach or a personal trainer, or a nurse. I think it's interesting technology to kind of think of in yeah. the future references. Yeah, make it easier to, to yeah. use the app. Yeah, 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 and also easier for the user, I think. Yeah. You know? However, I would also like to, I mean, every startup had had its obstacles, you yeah. know, and I bet believe that you also had many obstacles, a few Definitely. of those. Yeah. Could you maybe tell me what's your biggest obstacles within your startup? Patience. I think that's uh, actually... <laughs> it, it, it's our biggest like challenge some sometimes and and focusing because we are entrepreneur both Thago and I are entrepreneur by heart now so when we get an idea an idea it's like why not run with it but we had to keep focusing on our main project diabetes I think it's Steve Jobs said he was really proud of Apple's focus, uh, not by the things they didn't build or said no th- to, but the things that they really wanted to build, like maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know, Apple shoes. And then they said no to these things and keep it like a small product line. We are definitely working with that, focusing and, and patient. So it's... It's our mind we are working with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I believe that the patient is a very important uh, asset in your company, you know. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs have this 
an obstacle. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, let's say, you know, rewind those, uh, I mean, a years, mm. right? A year. The six months is publicly announced to busy, but you've been working on it before that. If you had the chance to start all over again, what would you basically do different, you know? Maybe there was some things that, you know, didn't go as expected, and then you kind of, when you look back right now, you think that, oh, I wish I could do that differently, you know? Yeah, there's always something about how did I develop which feature first and something like that. But the key thing for me, actually, is the focus. Focusing on the main idea, because when you are maybe focusing on another great idea, you are taking time out to building your main idea. I think that is what I wanted to to change actually, because the app is coming on the way and getting good feedbacks and and that and we are also right now working on a research project with the Steno Diabetes Center Sealand, so it's. It's really good, actually. But I think we can have got a lot bigger, maybe, or, or got a, a greater foundation if you just have focusing on one thing and the main thing, diabetes. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, I mean, I've been also an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's all over a year already now since I do all this. And uh, it's also, you know, it's hard to be patient when you want bigger and when you dream bigger and you want time to go faster. Another thing that also we spoke last uh, time with them in the last episode with Melina that, you know, we wish that there were more time because 24 hours for the entrepreneur is not enough and we need more. But we cannot ask that's, you know, how the life we live in. Yeah. And since we spoke about entrepreneurs and, you know, the, the obstacles that we are facing, you know, now is the time when I would like you to tell and suggest, since you've been a six-year entrepreneur already, yeah. what main key activities would you suggest or recommend other entrepreneurs to kind of invest their time in? I believe that in six years you have a lot of things to kind of recommend. <laughs> yeah, uh, really a lot of things. But the, the main thing I would say is... Uh, First, make it a habit to be prepared for the things you can control. And, and then, I'm a, as I said before, I'm a huge believer in personal development. So read some books or listen to podcasts like this or uh, listen to books uh, about personal development. I, I recently read a book uh, about uh, how to ask great questions. And that's great. But I'm a even bigger believer in the implementation of these things you're reading and learning about. So I'm all, often like, I'm really slow at reading and listening to a podcast or to, uh, to audiobooks because I like splitting them up in parts. Like asking great questions, it could be like opening questions. Okay, that is a part. Then I'm testing it learning about it, reading, testing, learning. And when I've done that uh, uh, a lot of times, I'm thinking about implementation in my personal touch. So I think you have to have one goal in mind when you're reading is how can I implement this in my personal everyday life? So, so what you're saying is that instead of just reading, 
it's also thinking about how can you turn this reading material into an action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, the most, uh, the three most, uh, the best things to do when you are in an entrepreneur in a fast-paced world, as we are, is one, be humble, two, have empathy, and three, GSD. And, and what is that? Get shit done. The other thing is you have to ask great questions, listen carefully. It's really good. And, and these two things is the main things. And when you are done listening and asking questions, you have to implement and take actions. Get shit done. Like So so the first is be humble, then be patient and turn reads into actions or the you know Yeah, it's education it's, into actions and yeah. then get shit done. Yeah. And I think it's also like accepting. Sometimes just accept that maybe you are the uh, not the best for this situation you're in and be a team player for like agreeing maybe your idea is better than mine from this situation and maybe you have some uh, skills that is better for this task than me okay martin i will thank you for this lovely conversation it was super wonderful conversation but before we kind of move into the last part and you tell how people and where people can find you and read everything I would like to do a little recap, so you know about the things we've been speaking about, and then if you don't agree or agree, you just tell me later. Yeah. Hold on, that right? Yeah, yeah. So today we had Martin Trana from uh, Diabizi, the co-founder yeah. of Diabizi. Diabizi is a social network for diabetics and your personal help tool that uh, you carry with you all the time. Who is Martin? Martin is a passionate entrepreneur and why he moved into entrepreneurship and what he thinks generally about this is that entrepreneurship is helping people and solving the problems. And in this case also, what life problem you are, uh, not a problem, yeah. but you know, the things that you've been facing. Yeah, my situation. Yeah. Your situation. Some of the things that Martin had been doing in the past that I guess have helped you in a future development was the boxing, personal development. Uh, you also have done basketball before. Yeah. Then you also moved into entrepreneurship, and now you are, are about six years sick with entrepreneurial flu. Yeah. And uh, the goal that Martin is wanting with his life is to help as many diabetics as possible. Right? Exactly, yeah. Some of the things that Martin also said for other entrepreneurs is to be patient as an entrepreneur, to be humble, and as he stated, get shit done. Because, you know, sometimes we, we, we are lazy and we sometimes, you know, kind of lay back and we yeah. think that everything going to come to us. We'll think it. Yes. And, and, and instead of thinking, put that thought into action, right? Yeah. Uh, another recommendations that he also mentioned is that make entrepreneurship or entrepreneurial lifestyle as a habit. Read, educate, be curious, test it, and put that everything, all that knowledge that you absorb through reads into action exactly and pick one thing and focus yeah and focus great and now tell martin and me to me and to the listeners where and how people can find you and read more about you diabetes and everything else yeah if you want to connect with me i'm on linkedin as uh, martin train Trane, and on instagram the same and if you want to know more about diabetes, 
You can read more in Danish on diabetes.com and on App Store, where the diabetes is right now. Hopefully, we're working on the Android version in Primo next year. You can find more about diabetes there, and as as you did on LinkedIn. But it's yeah, a small part of it. Okay, I'll thank you again, Martin. Thank you for having and me. Thanks for joining me, and you know, telling me everything about this disease that you know a lot of people have it. I never thought that you know is that that crazy. It's a life changing, yeah, uh, disease diagnose. But I I don't think is uh, it is like a disease, but it's no no. It's something you have to deal with in your everyday life. Yes, and I see you deal pretty nice, you know. So I actually is... often forget almost I have it. So oh, I have to take my insulin now. And I I also hope that the listeners have enjoyed. Definitely, some of them were. And if any of listeners are having the same disease, diabetes, as Martin, the co-founder of Diabetes, has, then uh, please contact. Yeah. For sure, and uh, let's uh, make things happen, and you know, let's make uh, the change. And I will thank you today for the conversation, and that will be goodbye for me. Thank you, thank you. <laughs>